0: A wise woman once said, you can't be a housewife because you don't have a husband. And I relate to that because I can't ever be a housewife because I don't have a husband. And for those of you who don't know, that is a quote from Phaedra Parks, who was on Real Housewives of Atlanta for several seasons. She got kicked off the show. She's one of like, the only housewives to ever be like legitimately kicked off the show um, for just being messy. Uh, in her last season, she told Portia, uh, that Candy was going to try to drug and rape her. And it was a whole shenanigan at the reunion. It was a four part reunion. I was left stunned, befuddled and bewildered by the drama that went down at that Atlanta reunion. I believe it was their season eight, nine or 10. I don't know. I'm literally still shaking from it years later. I think that was like four years ago. Um, but there's been rumors that Phaedra has been asked to come back on the show, which I don't know how I feel about that because of all the mess that happened with Candy. I'm like, Candy is like the supreme Atlanta housewife. People are in disagreement on whether it's Nini or Kenya. And I don't, it used to be Nini because Nini always brought the drama, but was also funny. And now she just is like so over it and like wants to be off the show so bad, but they pay her so much money that she will never leave the show. And then Kenya comes in this last season after taking one off after they let her go as well for not ever filming anything about her husband. Uh, When they brought her back, she was like so produced. And for anybody who watched the last season of Atlanta Housewives, I feel like you would agree. Like when she showed up to Marlowe's hair care event with the marching band in that hideous orange dress, I was like, Kenya, you're doing too much. You got to be a little sneakier with your shade. But I digress. There's been rumors about Phaedra coming back and I don't think that they should do that to Candy because she's the real star of that show she's the fan favorite ultimate fan favorite and if they did that I feel like she would end up walking off the show leaving the show because she has a thousand other jobs that she could be doing and I think that that would be the great demise of Real Housewives of Atlanta but Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Gay Best Friend. I am the gay best friend, Ryan Martin, and I know that I said my next episode was gonna be talking about uh, reviewing Housewives of Beverly Hills and Housewives of New York, but there are just a couple of things that were on my mind. Literally the first thing on my mind. My mom gave me a 4th of July fan. I hope that sound picked up on the microphone because literally anytime you give me a fan, I will not stop flicking it. I think that I am, like, the ultimate drag queen when I get a fan. Like, when I have a fan in my hand, I become, like, you can't tell me anything. I am a drag queen. Um, My mom gave me this fan, okay? And so I'm driving home today. This is on a totally another note. Everyone was just driving crazy. I hear fireworks left and right as I'm driving home. I'm sweating. I'm wearing a light gray t-shirt. I have sweat through the shirt, which is not uncommon for me because I'm a very sweaty person just in general and like the color wearing the thought of wearing like a light gray light green shirt light yellow is literally my nightmare I look like I will have just ran through the rain on me video set soaking wet even though it's 70 and sunny outside I've been considering getting Botox for my excessive sweating and I don't need to be reminded of it I it's traumatizing for me anyway so i'm already on one because driving home i hear fireworks everyone is driving crazy cutting me off sweating through the shirt have fucking sweat stain and as i'm driving what song comes on but worth it by fifth harmony what preluded the fifth harmony song was someone called on the radio and requested fifth harmony and said our generation's destiny's child okay We're going to be honest here. Okay, on this podcast, we are only going to spill true tea. Fifth Harmony will never, guys, will never hold a candle to Destiny's Child. I was shocked and disgusted at anybody trying to compare Destiny's Child and Fifth Harmony. Okay, I can speak to Fifth Harmony because... A couple years ago, me and my friend Heidi, we got free tickets to go see Fifth Harmony at the Spokane County Fair. No shade to the Spokane County Fair. Destiny's Child would never be performing at a fairground that was converted into a concert setting. They would never do it, okay? Like, 10 feet away, they were selling churros. Destiny's Child would never. Destiny's Child was doing arenas, stadiums, the whole gig. Fifth Harmony, no. No. Also, I was like, oh my god, okay, so let me just look up, like, the comparison between Fifth Harmony and Destiny's Child, because I need to know, like, my facts. Okay, Destiny's Child has four number one songs, which, granted, they were a long time ago, but that's when they were a group a long time ago, but four number one songs, that's a great amount of songs for a girl group. Meanwhile, Fifth Harmony has one top five song. I don't want to hear any comparisons. Four number ones versus one top five song, I don't want to hear it, uh, the Fifth Harmony top five song was Work From Home, which, yes, it was a bop, but that does not cement a group's legacy. I don't want to hear it. And another gripe that I have, okay, I feel like in the 90s, we had such a great mixture of girl groups coming out that were popular in America. Spice Girls, Destiny's Child, and Vogue, they were doing the thing, okay? Today's generation over here in America, we literally have had Fifth Harmony and the Pussycat Dolls. Okay guys, meanwhile, overseas, we have Little Mix, who if you're not familiar with Little Mix, they are like this generation Spice Girls, but I think like a couple notches better. They have the best music. If you guys are not familiar with Little Mix, please give them a look. They have amazing music. They, my okay did you guys ask for my top five Little Mix songs? No, but I'm going to give them to you anyways. They have a song called Wasabi that is amazing. Woman Like Me with Nicki Minaj, Touch, Black Magic, and shoot, what's, what's my number five going to be? Secret Love Song. They Stay the Gaze. Okay. And they have a song called Power that is very good as well, but I digress. So Little Mix is overseas doing the thing. They opened up for Ariana Grande's um, uh, Dangerous Woman Tour, which like I thought was going to give them the exposure to break out over here in America, but still nothing over here. And literally at the same time, we have Blackpink who like they're fucking amazing. They just broke the Vivo record on YouTube for most views of a music video in 24 hours. It was like 160 million views or something crazy like that. And I think that they held the record even before that and they like doubled the record. So they're like doing things, but still nothing over here. And they had a feature on Gaga's Chromatica album on that song Sour Candy. And so that has been like their highest charting song over here in America, which is like so bizarre to me because they're so cool. If you guys have not listened to Blackpink, you are doing yourself a disservice because they are amazing. They have the most stunning music videos. And I feel like being a gay man, I am up to date on like all the kind of under... Represented uncool pop group, girl groups that are like cool overseas but not in America. And I'm telling you guys, at the top of the list, fucking Little Mix and Blackpink, if you're not listening to them, like I'm disgusted at you because they're amazing. But, anyways, so when I heard this on the radio, Fifth Harmony, this generation's Destiny's Child, I literally slammed on my brakes, caused a 10 car pileup because I was so angry at this girl who called in and I'm just like okay like lose my breath soldier bootylicious cater to you bills 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 those are songs that have stood the test of time here we are 20 years later and still getting excited when Destiny's Child reunites at Coachella for Beyonce's set Fifth Harmony girls okay back to me seeing Fifth Harmony at the Spokane County Fair with my friend Heidi they were trying it when Destiny's Child does co- chair choreography, you can guarantee yourself that those chairs are going to be bedazzled and fabulous. When Fifth Harmony did chair choreography at the Spokane County Fair, they got them some, like, Ikea folding chairs. The production budget was not there, and the outfits, mm-mm, they weren't there either. I don't know what, like, Hobby Lobby that they got them out of, but it wasn't giving me Power Girl Group, so the fact that this girl called in and compared Destiny's Child and Fifth Harmony, I was disgusted, guys, but... Anyways, okay, my second thing that I need to talk about is I have a super compulsion for cleaning my car inside and outside. And I just need to let it be known that when you get in my car, you're probably going to need to bring a pair of house slippers because as soon as I see one speck of anything from the outside world inside of my car, I freak out. I have to drive to my parents' house, I have to wash the outside, I have to I can clean and vacuum the inside. And my parents think I'm insane because every week I show up like three times a week and I'm washing the car, even though I haven't done anything in my life to that would warrant the car needing to be washed. I don't go anywhere guys. So it's like impossible for the car to be dirty, right? So, it's that's just like something that I needed to get off my chest that you guys should know about me since we're spilling secrets, we're spilling tea and we're being honest here on this podcast. I have OCD about my car. If you need your car washed, DM me. I will it doesn't matter if you're on the East Coast, I will drive over there in my car and I will clean yours for you because I'm just that OCD about cars. I don't know why I'm such a clean freak about it. But so this past weekend, I did make a trip to my friends in Bellevue and while we were there, I left my shoes outside. It rained. They got fucking soaking wet. Okay, guys. I put them in my trunk to dry. Forgot that they were there. Right before I left to drive back here to Portland, we all went in the hot tub and had a lovely time. My swimming trunks were still wet, so I put them in a plastic bag and also put them in the trunk. Flash forward two days later, I forgot that they were in the trunk and started smelling a very suspicious smell coming from my car. Looked my car top to bottom, but of course not the trunk, and... I could not find where the smell is. Another two days passed, I opened the car trunk. It was literally the smell of 6,000 dead bodies in my trunk. I was bewildered at the stench that was coming from my car. So again, my OCD was in overdrive because at this point, my car, I, I was like, I have to sell my car now. It smells so bad. Luckily the smell, I just opened the windows for like five minutes and the smell went away, but still it was very traumatizing. But guys, I literally don't go anywhere. Like you don't understand when I am, home alone here for quarantine. I'm probably trying to learn blackpink choreography and snacking like enough for six teenage boys. Like you guys don't understand. When I go to the grocery store, I pick out foods that no adult should be eating. I'm like, oh, should I get a protein and a carb and a vegetable? No, I guess Swedish fish can fill all those categories for me. Like if anybody came and looked at my cupboards or my fridge, they'd be like, does anybody even live here? And no, it's literally all snacks. But when I'm home alone and like the blinds are closed, I literally think that I am like the number one pop star in the world. I'm in here by myself doing fucking rain on me choreography. That was that's been my like crowning achievement of this entire quarantine is learning the rain on me choreography, which let me tell you guys is kind of hard. And right now, I'm trying to learn the new Blackpink choreography, and my downstairs neighbor probably thinks that I'm like a fucking elephant because I'm like traipsing around. Literally, guys, I'm strutting around by myself, eating snacks all night long, and uh, clowning myself. I have become the clown prince of Portland. I don't know what's going on with myself, but also... My next thing of business guys we need to talk about it's been a while since since album has come out i think it's been well over a month now but we know ne- there's so many things that we need to catch up on guys so i'm a huge gaga fan and obviously gaga had an album come out chromatica went number one rain on me went number one stupid love didn't go number one but hey a lot was going on in the world right when that song was released um I have been obsessed with this album since it leaked. I did become a bad Gaga fan, and I did download the album when it leaked a couple days before it was released. But I promise, guys, when it was released, I was at Target at opening hours. I ran inside, snatched that album. Nobody else was there to buy anything. I was literally just me buying one copy of Chromatica and a Diet Coke. So. Anyways, I am obsessed with the album. I don't know about you guys, but I think that this album is like Gaga's best album since Born This Way. And that is like a very uh, tough order to fill. And so I thought I would just give you guys my like kind of rundown of the album. So just out of the gate, I while I do think that this album is an amazing album, I think it's so well produced, so well written and her vocals are amazing. I would take out the Chromatica 1, 2, and 3 interludes. I don't think that they bring anything to the album, although the Chromatica 2 um, intro into 911 is like what everybody's obsessed with. And so maybe we can keep that one in there, but Chromatica 1 and Chromatica 3 we can take out. So I'm just going to ignore them for the time being. But track number 1, not including the interludes. Alice, I feel like that is the best way to start the album. And I need that song to, when she finally tours for this album, I need this song to start the tour, to be like the opening number for the tour. And the next two songs on the album, Stupid Love and Rain On Me, okay. I feel like if we were gonna remove like an actual song from the album, we could take off Stupid Love. It's such an interesting choice that she made that the first single because to me it is the weakest song on the album and there's so many other songs that could have been uh, a great first single choice. I think Rain On Me would have been a great first single choice. It would have been probably even more popular than it already is. And with the video that they had it would have been like an amazing comeback for gaga and like coming off of a star is born she could have honestly released anything and i feel like people would have loved it but we can get rid of stupid love but rain on me i think is gonna go down in like gaga's probably top five discography because i feel like everyone loves it like super fans love it the general public love it and people that are like kind of in between love it and so i would keep that song free woman okay Guys, if you are like a Gaga stan, there was a version of it that leaked like a couple months before the album came out, which was kind of similar to the version that's on the album, but the one that leaked a couple months ago... uh, I am in favor of. And so when this song came out on the album, I was like, okay, I still get like where she was going. The whole album is like pretty like nineties influenced, uh, house beats and like very funk and techno, which like is giving me very, the fame vibes. And so going into the album and hearing all the leaks, I was already excited. Um, with the direction that she was going, especially with the visuals. Guys, okay, you can't tell me that the visuals for this album are like, what has she done that compares to this? Nothing. The visuals are just another level. She was not playing when she decided to release this album, which is why it's like so unfortunate, the timing, because you can tell that she really stepped up what she was thinking of in terms of like visuals and concepts and ideas for the fans because fans always gripe that Gaga does not do enough and that she like has all this amazing material that she does not give service to. And so you could really tell that she was like amping up to have this huge release of the album and that she was going to have like the best visuals. And so while we did get the visuals, I'm still waiting for like live performances. And I know that I'm like, girl, just go in your garage and do your little one, two step. I would... Literally all of the Gaga fans out there, we would pay to see that. And I think that she's just waiting for the right moment. Um, But Free Woman loved. Okay, Fun Tonight. I had mixed feelings about Fun Tonight when I first heard it because I felt like it was trying to be too many things at once. I was like, okay, it's giving me like techno fun vibes but then the lyrics of it are very serious and I didn't like the combination at first but it has grown on me a lot. the star of the album, okay. Wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. In between that, 911 and Plastic Doll. To me, okay, everyone loses their shit over 911, and I love like pre the chorus. I think the song is amazing. The chorus, I'm not the biggest fan of. I think that where this album does lack is like the signature Gaga choruses that like everybody can remember in their minds like when they hear the song on the radio a lot of these songs to me are not radio friendly songs um but that's okay with me because i think that she made this album uh with fans in mind and at this point it's like she doesn't really need to make songs for uh great like radio impact I mean shallow went number one Raid on me went number one so it's like anything else she does she can do like literally whatever she wants if she never wanted to write another pop song again she could do that um but plastic doll i loved as well sour candy okay with black pink who i mentioned go listen to them if you have not listened to them sour candy is so it's two minutes and 38 seconds long Guys, we get Gaga on there for a good, like, 30 seconds, and the rest is Blackpink. I wanted it to be, like, an insane techno banger, sledgehammer banger, and I was just missing something from it. It wasn't giving me the fantasy, and it wasn't giving me the, like, wow moment of having Blackpink, which is one of the biggest international groups at the moment on your album. Um, Also, guys, okay... So she obviously is good friends with Ariana Grande now. She posts pictures about her all the time. They did like a lot of Instagram promotion for Rain On Me. The video was amazing. She does not follow any members of Blackpink on any of her social media. So the fact that she has this song with them and that it's kind of like meh to me, I'm like, okay, did we we need the album to have this song at that point? I get the vibe that she's like maybe not that into them. I don't know if it was like a management thing that suggested that she had Blackpink on there, but that's all right. So the star of the album is the next track, Enigma. If you guys have not listened to Chromatica yet, please first listen to Enigma, and then you can go into Rain On Me, Free Woman, and Babylon, but that's coming up later. Uh, Enigma is like a 70s psychedelic, like slow burn pop anthem i fucking love it i think that that would have been a great single choice as well um also i just need videos for every one of these songs um replay okay i i've replayed it a couple of times yeah i'm not my favorite but sign from above with elton john i think that her part in it is so amazing his vocals come in he sounds like he's literally a 2,000 years old. I don't know what happened to his voice, but like when you listen to old Elton John, it's like so smooth, sexy, crisp, and then he comes on Chromatica, and it sounds like it's like a drag impersonator being Elton John, it was very bizarre to me. And then at the end of the song, they have like that like remix techno breakdown, which I would have cut that part off of the song, but it would have made the song even shorter. And the songs are pretty short on this album. I feel like a lot of them clock in under t- three minutes, which is a pretty short song. Um after that, we have A Thousand Doves, which, okay, that's like, to me, a little album fillery, um, but I understand it's like, after Sign From Above, and which like goes hard at the end, you need a transition song that is a bit calmer, and A Thousand Doves is that before you get to Babylon. Okay, guys, again, Babylon, a version of Babylon leaked a while ago, and it was in Gaga's House Labs uh, commercial, her makeup brand, uh, and the sound of it was totally different from the sound that's on the album. And Babylon is in my like top, like four songs from the album. And it gives me, I don't know if you guys have seen the show Pose, but it's like a song that would be perfect in Pose or like a lip sync song on Drag Race. It is very like, you could Vogue to it, you could dip, split, spin, Pose to it, like the whole thing. Um, That is another song that I think would be an amazing single choice for her. Um, but overall, okay, I just think that this album is such a return to form for her, and there were people that were kind of mixed, like I said, based off of, like, things like the choruses not being, like, classic Gaga bangers, and, uh, especially when you look at, like, her other songs that were super popular, like, Poker Face, Just Dance, Born This Way, uh, Applause, this album is, like, super not in that same vein of like classic Gaga super pop anthem this is more of like a dance album uh but it is i think her most cohesive album to date and i guarantee you guys okay i'm going to make my prediction right here this album will be nominated for album of the year at the grammys best pop vocal album you know rain on me is going to get a hopefully a record of the year nomination a best pop duo nomination I need her to like snatch all the grammys cuz every time that she wins I feel like I'm winning a bit too like I'm the only one that like supports her music um in my mind when I buy an album for her it's the reason that it goes number 1 so we'll just keep going with that but anyways if you haven't listened to Chromatica if you haven't listened to Blackpink if you haven't listened to Little Mix stop this right now or maybe wait till the end and go and have a listen to them because you will be pleasantly surprised all of their music um, from Blackpink Little Mix is great for like driving workouts. It's amazing. Um, also Blackpink is on Just Dance. I was in Bellevue this last weekend doing Just Dance with my friend Tyler's and Peter, and literally we had the best time trying to learn the Blackpink choreography to kill this love. So if you guys haven't listened to it, just turn on Just Dance. It's on Just Dance guys, and you can learn the fabulous choreography from Blackpink. Also guys, as I am recording this, I get this little notification pop up um, from Bravo that says that the Real Housewives of Potomac uh, taglines have been released. So we need to go through these because I am so excited for Real Housewives of Potomac to come out. Um, uh, Let's see. The first one that we have is from the newest housewife, Wendy Osefo, and her tagline is, the professor has arrived and class is officially in session. Okay, when I saw that she was joining the cast, I had no idea who she was um, and she is stunning. And then in the trailer, you can tell that she is like super feisty and but also obviously super smart. She is a professor at John Hopkins School of Education. And so that is like my favorite type of housewife that can give you like the like smart, witty, educated comebacks. Um, and, like, literally read the house down and is, like, actually a genius. Um, Giselle's tagline is, I'm still the baddest thing walking and the most anointed one talking. I don't know if you guys have gotten deep into Potomac like I have. Um, I think so many people sleep on Potomac because it doesn't get the publicity as, like, Atlanta or Beverly Hills or New York or, honestly, any of the other cities, which is so confusing to me because if you watch... Uh, Real Housewives of Potomac, it is, like, one of the, like, top cities that they have. It is, like, the cast is amazing, and they always have the best drama, and they are so funny. Like, individually, they are actually funny women, and I like each of the women. Um, Giselle's tagline, okay, I'm not the biggest fan of... I'm still the baddest thing walking, the most noted one talking. Her, uh, like, tagline a couple seasons ago uh, was... Uh, something about like being the word on the street and i'm like okay girl you're not like super famous we don't need to be talking about the word on the street so the fact that she's bringing this back to, like i'm still the baddest thing walking i'm like ugh, god can we just get something creative and not harken back to things of the past but anyways moving on to my favorite of the potomac housewives karen huger uh her tagline is honey the grand dame doesn't repeat history she makes it and if you haven't watched potomac Karen Huger is, like, the equivalent to probably Lisa Vanderpump or, like, a Vicki Gunvalson on, in Potomac. She, I think, is, like, the breakout celebrity of Potomac. But still, she you, like, would never know because they don't publicize the show that much, which is so confusing to me. It's like Potomac and Dallas never get um, the recognition that they deserve. And the fact that they brought in Real Housewives of Salt Lake City instead of, like, amping up... Uh, more for Dallas and Potomac. I'm so confused, but I, of course, will be watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City when it premieres later this year. Um, next up, Monique Samuels, who is maybe one, people always say Kenya Moore is the most beautiful housewife of all time. I think Monique is like literally giving her a run for her money. She is stunning. Um, her tagline is, maybe if you tried a little harder, you wouldn't have to try me. And okay, I don't know if you guys, those of you who, are up on like housewives info. Monique apparently got in a physical altercation with another cast member, Candace, who, woof. If we're gonna fire anybody from the show, we can fire Candace. Um, Monique apparently got into a physical altercation when they were filming with Candace and slammed Candace's face on the table. And two seasons ago, maybe one season ago, um, Monique was getting in a fight with Candace and Monique said to her, I will drag you, Candace, pregnant at all. And Candace said, Well, drag me, Monique. So Monique literally came back and dragged Candace physically. And I know violence is never the answer, but I hope that they got it on camera. And in the trailer, it looks like it could go either way. Like maybe they had stopped filming for a while and then had like caught everyone's reaction. But I hope that it's on camera because I need to see Monique giving Candace exactly what she deserves. Because if you watch the show, you know that Candace always runs her mouth and Monique is about that life. Monique will slam your face on the table if you're trying her. So don't come for Monique because she is stunning. Um, after Monique, we have Robin and hers is, I live in a house full of ballers, but I never get played. Okay, but Robin, you do get played, girl. Like, if anybody has been following Potomac, so she uh, was married to a guy named Juan, and then they divorced, but then they still had a love story over the last couple of seasons, but they are back together now. Um, But it was like an on and off relationship. I feel like she did get played a little bit, so I don't know if that tagline is very fitting um after robin we have ashley who okay scandal every season ashley's husband is accused of being gay and everyone brings receipts of like him being on grinder him being photographed with other guys pinching people's butts soliciting people for sex and she's still with him it is so bizarre he's australian so maybe it's the accent i don't know um but she had a baby in between um The last season and this current season. So her tagline is, now that I have my baby, that's the only crap I take. I don't want to hear anything about shit in your tagline. Okay. It needs to be something fabulous about like money, success, education. I don't know. I don't want to hear about your fucking baby shit. Okay. Ashley, if Ashley was going to have one, it should have probably been about her husband cheating on her, but I don't know. I digress. Um, And finally, Candace, uh, who is the face slam victim uh her tagline is reading is fundamental and honey i own the library she is very good at reading she is very quick-witted so i think that that is a very uh fitting tagline for her guys if you have not watched potomac you are missing out please just give it a chance maybe you can start in like season two that's a good starting point for everyone to kind of dip their toe in season one was good but season two is when they really amped it up but It was supposed to premiere on May 3rd, which I was so excited for, but then they pushed it back to August 2nd. So we're about a little under one month now from the show coming out. And I am so excited because I think that those women deserve all the popularity and all the success and especially after everything that's been going on in the news about uh ashley's husband and monique and candace getting in a fight i think this is going to be the best season ever and guys okay first of all it is july 3rd people are already lighting fireworks and it is scaring me i hear the sounds of fireworks and kids laughing and i immediately clench up because i'm terrified first of all of children and i hate fireworks so Guys, I'm literally over here sweating. First, it was from the erratic driving and Fifth Harmony, and I'm sweating from the fireworks. Oh, my God. Also, guys, before I go, I just need to shamelessly plug this new brand of candy that I have been obsessed with lately. It's called Smart Sweets, and this sounds like it's like an ad, but it's really just me being obsessed with this. So it's I get them from Target, and in like this little bag of, um, they have like, their version of like Sour Patch Kids and Swedish Fish and like peach rings. But in the whole bag, there's three grams of sugar and I have a giant sweet tooth. And so finding a candy that is like super low sugar that I can like gorge myself on is amazing. You're only supposed to have one bag. I end up having like three, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but I have such a sweet tooth and my mom in college used to send me these care packages with like boxes and boxes of Starburst, cause those are like my all time favorite candy and they buck up your teeth. So when I found these, I was like, I've been obsessed with them ever since I found them, but you can get them at Target guys. They're called smart sweets and they're super good. And you can have like a couple of them, a couple little bags of them and not feel like you're gonna have to get the 6,000 root canals afterwards. So that is my little plug for something that I'm obsessed with currently. But thank you guys for tuning in to this like in between episode of me just ranting and raving about random things. Like I said, I will be coming back in my next episode, even though I said that the last episode, my next episode is going to be me talking about real housewives, Beverly Hills, real housewives in New York. So, You guys, if you haven't watched uh, the latest episode of New York, I will be talking about it. So go ahead and watch that before uh, my next episode so you can listen along and give your own commentary. And if you have anything that you want me to talk about, you have your own opinions, go ahead, go to my Instagram, rcm.pdx, and leave me your comments because I wanna know what you guys think about all the stuff that I'm talking about as well. Uh, if you go ahead and you listen to Little Mix or you listen to Blackpink, message me what songs do you are obsessed with. If you like them, if you didn't like them, go ahead and listen to Chromatica. Tell me if you liked it or you didn't like it. Um, tell me that you think I'm weird for cleaning my car 6,000 times a week. It's all good. But have a great 4th of July, everybody. Be safe. Don't let anybody shoot you with a Roman candle. Uh, and be safe out there and have fun.